Hey, this is Enrico from Hidden Divinity, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. for taking the time to talk with me today. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we really appreciate you. Um, first and foremost, um, how are you? How have been things been for you, your family, your band as of late, and how are things in Italy for you guys? Thank you for, for asking. It's a rather obvious question. So well, what, what I can tell you is, you know, all these weeks, it looks like the world has never been connected like uh, li- like this before so everything you want to know about italy i think you can you can find it on the internet i can give you i think that makes it more more worthy since we are having this conversation to tell you from my own perspective something that you may not find on on websites i mean you can look at the numbers the numbers are pretty scary i mean it's uh, it's us in the us over 20,000 deaths. I mean, if you think about this number, I mean, it is true that uh, a guy like Stalin said that, you know, 40 people dying, it's a tragedy, 40, 4 million dying is, uh, is a statistic. So we're, we're starting to get to the point when we're talking about statistics. But the thing is, um, well, I, I can tell you, I can break the thing in two, saying, first of all, um, Italy is in a, we, we were for many days in a hopeless state of emergency, especially Northern Italy, which was something a bit strange if you think about it, because Northern Italy has always been the better organized part. In, if you're looking at Italy, you have the North, the Center and the South. And we all thought, oh boy, if this were happening, if this was happening in the South, world come deaths by millions. The thing is, things are not that peach in the, you know, in the, um, in, in Northern Italy either, because, uh, well, it's not like we under, underestimated things. I mean, I don't even want to blame, uh, you know, it, it is true. Now we understand that we took our measures pretty late so we are we are paying the fact that we should have been faster the thing is when a pandemic happens you don't have that much of an experience about what to do and what not yeah we all started i think we all all countries went through the same phases it was like uh you know like um like with the disease like a denial anger acceptance uh, and uh, we uh, were in yeah yeah, what the five stages of uh, yes, I'm not sure what that yes. was. Yeah, uh, let, let, let's try not to get to the final stage, which is going to be death and acceptance of death. But uh, uh, what I want to say is that we all live in the in a, in a kind of a long state of denial. And of course, if you look backwards, you understand that it was a big mistake. Some mistakes in Italy were made because of our uh, health healthcare system but uh, the way things were uh, were the, the big damage was caused by how things were done in certain hospitals and uh, once half of italy was in lockdown everybody took their train and left and they went back 
to Southern Italy, they probably, that's how they spread the virus. And that was the second, say, human idiotic mistake. And of course, but other than that, I'm telling you that, I mean, if you were told, if you had told me, say, in, 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 the, in November or December, someone would have told me, look, there's going to be a pandemic in Italy, and it's going to affect Italy, and that's going to happen in a couple of months. Close your eyes, what you see. I would have thought about a, something like a walking dead scenario, especially wow. in southern Italy and in my town. I would have thought about people going crazy about totally, total complete anarchy. I would have thought about, you know, supermarkets, banks get assaulted or of course i'm exaggerating and uh, you know the, the the jokes on me because i always think the worst about my my fellow countrymen thing is um i haven't said well unless a couple of course of cases of people behaving in a stupid way but i have to say that in general i'm kind of surprised about how people took it say seriously enough of course you need certain pushes here and there like for example you at a certain point, the news, you know, uh, newspapers and websites, and they understood that in order to have things working in this country, you have to scare people a lot. You have to scare young people a lot. You have to tell them it's not, it is not true that you're immune. What is true is that you, you can spread it all around. So we moved from that stage of denial to the, the next stage, which was actually not not anger but fear we moved to that stage pretty pretty fast and um and that's that that was actually good i mean um if fear works it's not nice to say that but if fear works in a situation like that well i i guess we'll have to we can live with that as for me you know we uh, four fifths of the band lives in rome rome is in an, an area that experimented say less cases compared to other places in italy the other guitar player actually lives in one of the regions that were considered you know red zones from the very beginning so it's like he's is he lives is living in the front line so he got the lockdown perhaps after china was china any city you're talking about ricardo so he, Yes, uh, it was like that, say, the day we came back from the tour. When we came back from the tour, it was, it, it was surrealistic because we were coming from, of course, from the U.S. when everything was kind of new and they were looking, we were all still looking at China. But then we came back, when, when Ricardo came back to his town, it was like, uh, that was when the first week of March when the numbers started to grow exponentially and... Uh, and northern Italy went for a lockdown. And then after a couple of days, Italy went for a lockdown. And, uh, and we had every evening, we had some sort of a war bulletin with all the victims. And every evening would bring, say, new regulations like you can't go out, you can't go, you can go jogging, you can't go jogging. Yes, but you can bring your dog aside. And you can't. The, the thing was that at a certain point, I think the worst was like the second week of March when we we would expect something new or something worse every single night. Wow. That's how I think people started to, you know, we, we, we had this sort of a self-certification that we have to sign every time I'm going to, to buy groceries. And uh, this document a... has changed. 
Well, something I don't know many times to change. Something I want to point out. Um, but, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but my cousin. I have a cousin who lives in Rome, and he and he okay. told me. Yeah, he lives. He lives. He lives it right now. He's he's safe. He's good right now. He's living with his wife, working at home. Um, he's telling me exactly what you were uh, having to yeah. write a piece of paper and show to whoever you know the officials were outside to you know to grant you where mm-hmm. you were going to go, whether it be groceries, whether it be for work or whatever it was. They had to exactly. Like it's, and he was saying the same thing, how, how Northern and Northern Italy from everybody else was kind of just in their own world when they were dealing with this thing. And they kind of just, everything just spread from there. And how- many mistakes were made, many mistakes were made. So I think that more than giving the example, Italy showed, of course it was on our skin, but we showed the rest of Europe um, what would have been to pretend that the, the trouble is not there. Countries like UK and Netherlands and Sweden, they, for, for a couple of days, they were seriously thinking about this uh, herd immunity. Then someone came along, showed them the numbers. You want herd immunity? Okay, this is the, this is the figure of the deaths that you're facing. Yeah. And, uh, and no one dared. So the, the, the problem with Italy, and I, I'm going to just narrow it down and we'll try to, to get to my, to my, person, my personal situation and also Europe's situation, which from a point of view means what's going to happen also regarding music, involving music in, in the next months. Um, different in a small, heavily populated, densely populated territory that is Europe, which is I mean, like a, uh, well... Uh, two and a half Texases could make Europe. Um, right. Well, the thing is, um, each and every country uh, took a different decision at a different time, which means that the way this is going is not symmetrical. It's not. Uh, it's not the same for every country. Which means that, let alone to say when this is going to be over in Italy, we have no clue about when this is going to be over in Europe. And why am I saying that? Because if we want to talk about something, say, way, way lighter, but it's actually not so light because there is a lot, the, the work of a lot of people involved. We should ask, for example, when we look at music, what's going to happen to summertime festivals? Yeah. Summertime, summertime metal festivals in Europe they're not sim- something simply cool. They are huge business numbers for some, uh, I would not, I would even say for some countries. I mean, I, I don't know if you follow what, what happened, what's happening still with Hellfest. I mean, Hellfest in France is perhaps as big, if not bigger than a festival like Wacken, which means the first slash second in Europe and one of the top five in the world. And when a, when a festival like that is waiting for the French government to, to declare the state of emergency, so it's going to be cancelled, then they will be entitled to get money from the insurance companies, which, of course, step back because they said, right. I'm sorry, this is an act of God. You can't have the full money even if you paid all your, uh, all your um, installments yeah, and everything. Your yeah, expenses, whatever it is. It's, it's going to be... We're talking about millions here. We're talking yeah. about the, 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 the GNP of an entire region in France. I mean, I, I mean, Elfest is a big thing. If you cancel Elfest, I don't know what's going to happen to that. First of all, I'm not sure about next year, but think about what's going to happen for all the, you know, all the spin-offs 
connected to a to a you know to to a metal event that is yeah. basically feeding an entire region so it's but now we are still counting the dead and when you're counting the dead you're thinking about what's going to come but mostly you're involved in you know, saving as much as possible eventually we'll get to a time when europe will have to deal with the damage and uh, if this is not done quickly and properly and right now things are, are really really bad because half of europe is saying you pay for your own thing i'm sorry italy i'm sorry spain your business if your you know, if your budgets were not that bad before the coronavirus you'll be doing better which is not exactly the european union spirit which also tells you that european union has never been a political entity and in a situation like that we're gonna be squeezed even more between us and china and they're gonna put all their flags into this yeah. continent and i'm pretty sure you know i work with china a country like china recovered really fast really really fast of course they are a totalitarian regime which means that they were allowed also to to do the quarantine in a different way compared compared to italy i think quarantine yeah, chinese yeah, that, style that, is you leave your house it. and well yeah. quarantine chinese style is you're you're in quarantine you leave your house i'm going to shoot you you can't do that in italy in a good and in a bad way but you can't so Can I do that in the US? They, I mean, in, in the US, I feel like we're even more careless here. And I mean, it's, 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 no, it's no joke that why, you know, now US is now leading in terms of like the cases on people getting infected with it. So, I mean, Texas, I mean, you're talking, you know, to Texas, the bill of Europe, like we're, we're already on lockdown. And it, people, it's, it, they're not, they're still not taking it seriously. And you know, it affects, you know, you know, I have, I have family who are at high risk, you know, I'm sure, you know, and you have family or you have friends who have families who are at high risk too. And that people are just not taking this seriously. And like you said, how Italy, maybe, you know, Italy reacted too late to this. It's, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a domino effect because we're dealing with the same thing because you know, what did Trump say? Oh, it's going to go away. What is it in February? Just February, not even like yeah. two months ago. It's just, and, and now we're where we're at right now. Over twenty thousand people have died so far, and it's and it's only getting yeah. worse. I, I'm, I mean, I, you know, the, the, the yeah. thing you talk about how the music business, how um, you know, with one of my other you know guests, and they were talking about how this is going to affect the music business and everything else beyond going forward. And I just I just don't know what the future is going to hold. So that's that's where my concern lies. You know, the future opens to to a lot of scenarios, most of them are bad, the others are complicated, and some other are actually interesting. Uh, it, it depends on how positive as a person you are. Um, of course, we, we are talking right now about everyday life, about an event that was supposed to happen during the course of our lifetime, the, you know, the, 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 the happening of a pandemia. No one knew when, but it actually happened. So, okay, yeah. first, thing to deal with then of course we can have a lot we, we, we could talk like the, the, the entire evening about the the, the, um, the ethical implications what ethics versus economics because okay 
Italy, go, we, we now go back to say the 20th of February, which was our patient zero time in, in, in Italy. Yeah. At that time, uh, without knowing exactly what was going on in, also in China, what were the numbers, because we, we see them dealing so well with it, but uh, to order a lockdown back then, it would have been impossible because people, will, they will not think about what's happening right now. They will think about how many billions a country like Italy is closing each and every day of a lockdown. So back then, it was not about saving lives. Back then, it was about saving money, which also has an implication. I, I don't want to be the guy that says, you know, the naive person that says, oh, who cares about money when there are people dying? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that fantastic movie about the, um, the economical collapse in 2008, The Big Short is the yeah. movie with uh, Christian Bale. And, well, it's one of my favorite movies. At I have seen that. Point, uh, well, at certain point, um, the character that is uh, uh, the what's the name of that? Well, the, the Brad Pitt character, the old economist uh, guy, says, "Well, th there is a number. I mean, say every uh, say every million of new employees in a country like U.S. means that, for example, 20, 25,000 people are gonna die within the year." So if we're talking about numbers, we should also consider that. I mean, Italy, I don't know how we're going to... Today I heard something that I hope is not true. Because think about Rome. Rome is a city that, of course, you can understand how, how important tourism is in Rome, especially if you have relatives in here. Yeah. They say that one out of three hotels in Rome might not open again after the pandemic. Wow. One out of three is given the amount of hotels and same goes for restaurants in Rome. It's insane. How can we quantif quantify this? We, we, we just can't. We just can't. So, of course, now we, we, we also learn many, many things during this quarantine. We are still learning. We, first of all, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of people, I think, they learn how um, internet is not a luxury but it's a commodity. Mm -hmm. And for a guy like me doing homework, in, it's, a, it, it's great that this awareness is increasing. And this, is, this may change something in a good way in the future. For so many jobs that are homeworking jobs are not treated as good as, uh, as others just because you're entering an office and maybe you're wasting your time from nine to eight and you're on Facebook while you're at the office. Uh, so there are also good things. Of course, when, when we talk about music, um, okay, what's happening right now? Everybody's in a lockdown. When uh, the, there was like a domino effects with tours, because yeah. when we came back from, when, when, from when, the US. Uh, when did you guys come back? Uh, when you, when, like, we when came you... back on, on March the 3rd, which was exactly um, it, when things were getting ugly in Italy, but not so ugly, so we will not be allowed to <laughs> to fly back did, to Rome. Did you guys Did you guys know anything about what was happening while you guys were on tour here? Like you know, while yeah, wrapping yeah, it up, yeah, we, like, we knew that. We knew that, but it was so confused. Meaning, while we were there, it was still you know the hashtag was still it's just a flu. Wow. The numbers started 
increasing dramatically when we came back, say one week after we came back, which was the time that we were thinking, oh my goodness, I think we're not going to make it for the Terrorizer Tour. The Terrorizer Tour in April and May that we were supposed to have right. in Europe. But at, that, at the time, the thought was, we, has, you know, he does divinity from Italy. We're not going to make it because we're going to be in a lockdown. They're going to keep us in lockdown and we won't be able to travel outside of Italy. So we'll have to cancel. <laughs> and then, it, it's, it's, it sounds funny now, of course, but um, five, six days afterwards, uh, the OM, the World Health Organization said, it's pandemia, it's official. And when the word pandemia, pandemia came out, we thought we should not bother to say anything right now. Let's just wait because I think within the week, Terrorizer is going to cancel the tour. And that's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So. It's, it's like a chain reaction. Like, what, you know, after one tour after another, I, you know, we were seeing that, you yeah. know, these tours were getting canceled. And I think there was one tour that was... Um, I think it was Man of War. They still went on with their festival up in, down in Mexico. Did you see this? It was massive, oh just massive amounts of people. And this was like right, you know, right around the time when maybe a couple of days after the World Health Organization announced the pandemic. Um, I mean, you guys had, and you guys just released, you know, uh, an amazing album back in November, you know. Uh, um, is, is, it, is it Simulacrum? Simulacrum. Simulacrum, yeah. So my favorite song, I think it's Acteon. I don't know how to, how to announce that. Ah, but great. I, I absolutely love that song. So um, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to ask on follow up on that. I know we're switching gears here from, you know, you know, with the state. No, of, I'm actually, you know. I apologize because the moment. No, 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 no. It's, it's okay. I want you to be this. able to voice, you know, your opinion on everything that's going on because it's, it brings someone like me, someone in the U.S. who's not in Italy, you know, I, I get, I have a cousin out there, but just getting a different perspective of someone who's actually living there because that's, it raises a lot of flags, raises a lot of, you know, it, it's an eye opening statement that you just made that actually, of course, you know, you know, I hope we can get what you said out there um, to those of you listening. You can pick us up on uh, Spotify and iTunes and Stitcher. Um, you know, when you guys have to release Simulacrum, it's not like, oh, we released a new album and then you have, you, you guys just finished up with Aborted, finished up with Vader, some of the top heavy hitters in death metal. And then now, you know, this yeah. like truck just hit you guys, you know, it's how challenging is it for you guys? Like as, as a band, what do you guys do? What are you guys doing to keep busy with one another? You know, you and Tito have stayed in contact, but with you and the other bandmates, you know, it's, do you guys have any planning that you guys can do from now? Like, even though everything's on lockdown, you know, well, I, it's a, it's a crucial question. It's a very, very good one because uh, a bit like the, you know, I feel like we need a routine these days just to keep to keep ourselves sane. Uh, a, a band needs planning, but of course, it's uh, it's kind of similar to the plans that are taken by the rest of all bands around the planet. First of all, it, it is true what you said, but at the same time, I I, I like to. I never do that because I'm uh, I, I'm kind of a bitch person, but I want to I want to be a nice, uh, positive person for once. I, I'm telling you, we were amongst the luckiest ones that actually managed to complete a tour in 2020, which will be 
you know, it's going to be the infamous year for many, many years to come. Yeah. And we actually played every single date. I mean, think, think to what happened to Origin Beneath the Massacre and Defeated Sanity. Oh, man. A band like yeah. uh, uh, Defeated Sanity traveling from Germany or Origin that probably printed, the, or, or even a body that we're supposed to tour with Napalm. That we're talking about a huge amount of money that was spent for uh, T-shirts and for uh, not to mention the working visa, the tickets. So when it comes to us, yeah, okay, whatever. Too bad for the Terrorizer tour, which is supposed to be rescheduled. But then again. The only way to reschedule something in, in a safe way, it will be to do that for, for next year. And we're still in the month of April. So when it comes to us, we actually managed to play every single day. That we, we, last concert we played in was in LA in March. Can, can yeah. you believe that? I mean, I mean it's, it, it, and, and it's, and it's a handful of bands, you know, it's like they, the last time they played, it's, I mean, the last time I sat with somebody, you know, last time I was even at a show was over a month ago. And I'm not used to that. Usually I'm at a show like every other day, you know, as a musician as yourself, you know, it's, it's, it, it, this is life for you guys. And now it's just come to a halt. It's not something that we're used to. We'll never get used to this, you know, and, and it's no. going to be when we actually go back out and once this, once this all resolves, and I think we will make it, you know, I think people just need to be responsible citizens. Um, you know, once we get out of this, it's going to be a little almost unsettling trying to get back into the groove, which we're, we were so comfortable doing in the past. And it's, I think it's just a challenge within itself. Absolutely. When they say nothing's going to be the same, if you really think about it, it is true. And you're asking yourself, how is this not going to be the same again? What, what, what am I going to experience like personally, especially if I'm used like uh, most of the, the, the people in US, which is great, to go to like to several shows a week or to several shows a month. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I, I may always underestimate, uh, underestimate that thinking, you know, I don't go to too many gigs in, in, in Rome, but there are people that actually, you know, they've got their cruises like a party every time. It's a, it's a huge part of their everyday life. I have friends, for example, in, in Chicago, one of my, uh, one of my greatest friends in in the U.S. and is, uh, I mean, to to go to a gig, which happens in Chicago, being a big important city, it happens, you know, almost every other day. Well, it's uh, it's something that really helps him to, to you know to carry on. Yeah. So people being deprived of that for for a longer time because we're not talking about lockdown in here. We're talking about maybe life going back to normal, but. I believe, you know, to go, to be able to go to concerts is going to be one of the last things that are going to be allowed. Even if you're supposed to leave your house again, even taking the subway again or stuff like that, but to go to a concert, who knows, especially big ones. So I wanted to follow up on that. It's very interesting that you, that you, you know, we're on that, we're touching the subject on like attending concerts. So I, I want to throw a band out there because they actually did this. And I think, and I think actually a couple of bands did this, you know, Code Orange and Insomnium. I don't know if you uh, know what they were doing. They did the live streaming concert and yeah. nobody in the venue. You know, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Like, do you think, do you think as an artist, the quarantine induced live streaming surge is going to affect like touring music business going forward? You know, is this something you see maybe oh. doing more? 
Well, I mean, because, if, because, for example, before you answer, mm-hmm. you know, because for example, they would, they would sell tickets online and then, you know, the fans, they would tune in like we are doing right now. And then like, I would be seeing you perform, you know, and the proceeds all go to the band. Imagine, you know, I'm just throwing just a perspective out there. Imagine a band just selling all these tickets because some people can't always go to shows. How much money they would make if they just sell <laughs> everything digitally and do the show that way. You know, it's, you know, some wow, people don't, don't, don't think that, some people don't think, you know, that's the road that they should go on. You know, some musicians think, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, at, you know, for you, you've been with Katie Stephanie the longest since 2007, you know, I think it's, you know, I wanted to hear your intake on that. I know it's a loaded question, but I think you get the idea, but it's, I think it's just a very important thing going forward for someone like yourself. Well, to, to be totally honest, I mean, you, you are, uh, what you just said, it's really interesting because I didn't think about how it could change things after the, the, the emergency. I believe, um, I believe that you're totally right, but when it comes to certain bands, I mean, um, there are bands that are able to turn, say, um, because I think, for example, the Bloodstock Open Air in the yeah. UK, they, they also have a live streaming and i have to say i, I also watch the Elfest, uh, and, and the quality of these live streamings are it's it's amazing it's, i mean it's, it's crazy and, like it's it's like you're actually there yeah i mean the the, the, the and i mean especially if you if you've been following this festival since um in the last years you can experience every you know every new edition how they're improving the sound, the, the audio quality, the video quality. It's, uh, <laughs> these guys are really pros. Um, I will, I'm going to say something pretty banal, but I strongly believe in what I'm going to say. The, the live atmosphere, when it comes to our music, when it comes to extreme music, the live atmosphere is something that you just can't ignore, pretend it's not there, so let's stream everything. I believe some bands, they're able to put together a show and, to be totally bluntly honest, also a number of fans that will make this live uh, stream events meaningful. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, for example, a band like us will have, a, will have a big echo if they're doing something like that. Then there are some bands that are... Uh, that's what happened to one of my favorite bands right now. It's a band from Iceland, a black metal band called Mistirming. Well, they were stuck in Estonia in, on the on the Baltic Sea. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the last days before the entire world was going to quarantine. And, uh, well, they were at the venue. The venue was empty, of course. And they decided to stream the event because they were there already, which which sounded totally, totally understandable for me and uh, and the concept was great the sound was great so i think they made the best out of a situation that was clearly you know even dangerous to some extent for them but uh, i think that they did a crazy crazy good show this will definitely have an impact in the future but then i'm i'm just i, I want to play the game and ask you back if this is going to have some uh, psychological counter effect because people will always relate live streaming to the quarantine time to to an a happy place in their memory and they will try to mesmerize that with going to as many shows as possible but you see it's 
you know, th- th- this is where the next uh, part comes in because you can't take away from the live experience. You know, there's a whole different energy when it comes to seeing hideous divinity live, like in person at, in your face, you know, just the energy that you guys bring on stage. I mean, uh, it's, it's been a while since I've seen a band like yours come on stage and just the way you guys interact with the fans. I mean, we need, we need more bands like that. You know, it's, it, it's different than, you know, seeing you guys just, you know, on the screen, which, you know, it's, I guess in, in a way you can say it's good for, you know, the money for the band's uh, financial uh, position, which they're in, as opposed to, you know, going in person and seeing everything like in person. It's a whole different experience from mm-hmm. watching Hellfest live and watching Hellfest from your computer. You know, it's of course. So there's a, there's that there's that bit of uncertainty that that fine line that goes in between touring and then streaming a concert. Which you know, if bands like Code Orange and Insomnium and others, you know, if they're gonna go and do it, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's good for for music. At least gives you know fans something to to do. You know, some some hope yeah. future. So I think it's a challenge going forward. You know, Enrico, I'm going to talk about, you, we're just talking about, you know, touring. What was your, what was your, you know, you've been touring, you know, you've been with this Hades Divinity for 13 years. What was your favorite part about it, you know, before, you know, hopefully, you know, we're going to get back to normalcy here, but what was your favorite part about touring? You guys did a lot of that. Oh, uh, well, um, again, I hope that everything I say, um, <laughs> even if it's pretty banal, it, it really comes, you know, um, I, th- I feel like my heart is in the right place when I'm saying these things because I truly believe into that. You know, I just, you know, recently was. A couple of months ago, I turned 40. And uh, I feel like yeah, this you look band like is 40. still on the... Thank you. Love you even more now. <laughs> the, th- the thing is, this band is still in a climbing stage. What does it mean? That his divinity has to fight twice as harder. We have to hit twice as harder to, to create an impact, of course without anything to be taken away from other bands that uh, when they're doing something, the, the effect of what they do is much, much bigger. Hidden Divinity, still, we still have to demonstrate something, okay? Hmm. And, and it's good because this is, keeping the, this is keeping the challenge alive for me as a musician, as a composer. And same goes to the, you know, to, to the live thing because to, to play live or music, well, there's nothing worse than making a very good record and then sucking it at playing it live. A lot of fans are there because they want to see if you're the real thing or not. Right. And you know. nowadays you can do everything, absolutely everything, starting from 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 nothing but a but a computer with good samples and everything, and then you can make it even believable. So live is very important to show that what you're doing it's is for real. And uh, what do I like the more, the most? Well, there is, wh- when you play live, it's, to me, it's still pure magic. I've been, you know, I started my adventure <laughs> more than 20 years ago with the Heart of Penance. I was a founding member of, of that band, but that's another topic. Let's, let's not even get into that's that. That's another band I really just, love. Uh, well, just to tell you, the same magic, the same miracle, it's like the miracle of that Italian saint with a blood powder that turns into liquid blood, actually. It's a, it's a miracle that keeps on happening. You get on stage, 
you forget about the fact that you've been uh, driving your van for 800 miles, uh, you didn't sleep at night, there is no shower, you still haven't got the food, uh, <laughs> you're having problems with the, with the delivery of the merch, uh, a yeah. lot of things can happen. You just had, a, you just had a, a phone fight with your girlfriend or your wife or whatever. So, but the moment that you get on stage, it's like you've been washed away from everything. It's like a, some sort of a purification of catharsis. You're at one with what you A liberation doing. almost. For 30, 35 minutes, everything, everything makes sense. This music makes you feel sometimes, oh God, am I, am, am I just doing the right thing? I mean, I'm, I'm 40. I'm supposed to have all the priorities in life, you know, <laughs> choose life family, kids, and uh, so, so you get through a lot of uh, doubts about the choices that you made, the choices that led you to that point. So, then you're thinking, this is going to be, then during the show, sometimes you have the mo the mo this moment of clarity, and you think, this is, this is so great, I wish I could be here at the Gas Monkey Bar from, from, from the rest of, for the rest of my life, because everything makes sense in here, everything makes sense in on the stage and uh, yeah. look where I got. And then you start being grateful, okay? Not to mention when you get up stage and if it's a good day, you have many people at the merch stand buying merch, taking pictures, uh, showing them how important your performance was as an opening band for Aborted, Cryptopsy, Vader, just, just name it. And then, then I, I say that about myself. I say this, this is good and you should consider yourself lucky and grateful. That's, that's a feeling that I have, especially when I go to the States. I'm, I'm mostly grateful. I'm grateful yeah. to be there, to have the chance to be treated by most of people like a, a musician, like a, a guy that is trying to, to behave like a professional. And uh, the only feeling that I have is gratefulness. So I, I concentrate on that. I have a question. So um when was your last show with our penance before you before you left oh i think it was a festival in northern italy in 2006 we were uh, okay. opening for okay was... okay. Then, okay then we didn't didn't meet before because our penance uh, last time i saw them was 2012 and uh you know i i, I got to no, you know, no, no, just no. tell them you know thank you for playing the music that you do so um but thank you for starting that band you you're part of you know you're part of just the bigger picture, so it's 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 great that. Thank you. That. Um, you know, as, you know the the live experience you were talking about. You know, it's. Do you have you know any like standout show like at the top of your head that live that you could think of that okay that was actually one of my favorite gigs I've ever played. Now, not because I'm here with you, like uh, I swear to God. <laughs> swear to nature but the perhaps the shows in um, in dallas. Uh, minneapolis <laughs> dallas uh including i have a thing for the el paso <laughs> I, I i just love that venue and i love the crowd of uh, satanic hispanics that's uh yeah, I'm they, supposed i mean to call i mean the metal community there just just alone is just is expanding like over over out in west Texas. yeah it's it's an yeah, amazing the, they're great. They're great. So I have to say, the shows of uh, 
of uh, Dallas, Minneapolis, and also another one in Portland. I mean, in Portland, we got the best surprise ever because uh, Alex Webster showed up. Wow. Alex yeah. Webster was, besides the influence that he had with Cannibal Corpse on me, and I don't even want to start talking about this, but um, Alexis was the one that invited us in 2016 to tour with uh, Cannibal Corpse and Christian. He actually saw us wow. in, a, in a festival in Denmark. We played like at 1.30 p.m. So mm -hmm. that's when the headliners are uh, lazing or sleeping uh, in their, uh, in their <laughs> luxury yeah. tour bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was actually there with the, um, with the singer of uh, Aeon. They were touring with okay, Aeon yeah. Revocation at the time. It was like a one and a half month tour in Europe. And, uh, and he you likes guys, it. You guys always get the best tours. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me or if, or if it's just the way things go. Europe always gets the best tours. Like, I mean, it's oh, festivals, wow. you know? Festivals and going on tours at, like around the States, it's, it's a different vibe from one another. But anyway. But it is true. It is yeah. true. Anyway, so we that, that was also uh, the, the greatest way because we, we could never be more grateful to, to that person. Not to mention how incredibly amazing and beyond kindness the Cannibal Corpse were in that tour. I mean, that was that was the breakthrough for us. I remember at the time I was you know I was thirty six. I was uh, writing the third album. I was writing Advanians, and I was thinking. I'm gonna give myself a few more years during this because what I tasted now I don't want to go back. I'm very late. I get yeah. I got very late to the stage because with Hidden Divinity I basically had to start all over from scratches after after I was a, uh, fired by Heart of Penance when I rejoined them. So for me it was if I could ask for something I will ask for some extra time. Of course now we are dealing with the stupid I think coronavirus which is forcing us uh, say technically we are losing time that's why um, in order yeah. to answer the question that I did the answer before we do have some planning of course but now we're thinking for example and soon we will have a conversation also with Century Media I was actually planning I swear to God to work on new music between the two tours between the Vader in the US and right. the, um, the Terrorizer and now, guess what? Everybody is stuck at home and everybody's writing on music because there's simply nothing else to do. So now the question is, are we, go, are we gonna oversaturate a market because everybody is home writing new stuff? So is it a good strategy to go for new stuff ourselves? Because me, myself, I already have many, many minutes of new music that are ready. The question right. is, Question is, what you're gonna do with it? The unforeseeable future in front of us also is gonna affect a, a decision like that. Um, not to mention that we're looking at bands like, for example, like Aborted and Stefano, our bass player, he plays in Aborted, and yeah. we are having right. a lot of insights about, say, um, the strategy that the band, that a successful band like Aborted is taking, and of course we're. I'm always interested in seeing what bands that are representing to me like a successful business model, what they're doing. And you've toured it's always with, interesting. You've, you've toured with Cannibal Corpse, you've toured with Vader, you've toured with Aborted, you know, and you talked about how Hideous Divinity, how they have to, you guys have to like do it twice as much, work hard twice as much. Yeah. Have this exposure to 
a vast, an even bigger crowd now because you have bands like Vader and Aborted. Do, does that does that help you guys out going forward? At least knowing that you have that exposure now that you have help. What not? Oh, th- that is that is a fact. I'm not, I don't I don't want to flip fish for compliments or say no, we're not that good, we're not that important. The thing is, we we decided to tour the U.S. Uh, pretty late. If you look at our history, like we toured the U.S. first time one year ago, and that was when our third album was released. But that's because to travel the U.S in terms of bureaucracy and costs, it may be very difficult. I think you heard that before from many European bands. Yeah. It's not a piece of cake to come to US at, with a working visa. I'm telling you not to sneak in the US like some sort of a tourist that is actually going on tour um, for a very simple reason. Because if you get caught, then you're gonna stay out of the US for like 10 years, you're gonna be banned for like 10 years. And uh, a band that is banned for 10 years from the US is basically a band that's done, goodbye. Because you cannot uh, think that you're gonna bypass the American market for like 10 years. It's, uh, you know what, change, just seize the band and create a new one because that's gonna give you more possibilities. Therefore, we waited until the, the right occasion. And uh, of course, we we had some reactions like during the store, like, uh, Dad, this is our second tour in the US. And they were like, oh, so you're kind of newcomers in here. It's only your second tour? And we're like, yeah, well, <laughs> we're doing what we can. Of course, when you get a working visa that lasts for 12 months, you try to squeeze as many your American tours you can because that document alone it's worth like 6k so you're uh, you're supposed to, to use it as much as you want and also a label like Century Media uh, is basically keeping an eye on you saying how say how much you're uh, you're willing to help themselves to help them help you because when you sign a, a contract with a label like Century Media you're basically telling them I'm gonna I'm gonna be a professional, and uh, the label is expecting me to work very hard to promote the album that they are gonna are gonna release. So, the more tours in the U.S., the better. The more festivals in Europe, the better. The more tours in Europe, the better. Because let, let, let's just face it. Again, it's I'm just talking about facts in here. Okay, yeah. we're not arch enemy. We are not, say, uh, that Central Media has so many important artists. Right. And those artists are a different weight on the market. The only way for us is, like, you know, with our elbows, we're basically trying to, to make, to make us some room in a, in a very, very crowded place with a lot of amazing bands. I mean, when I started our penance 20 something year ago, if you had a drummer that could play blast beats, you were already one of the top five bands in Italy. Now things <laughs> have changed dramatically. It's not only about being fast or brutal or ultra down tuned. It's, uh, and I have to say, thank goodness for that. Creativity is is paying off. I mean, if you're, otherwise you're going to be just one of many. You know, especially in this country. This country has so many bands that in order to you know to 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 stick out, you you need, you need you are demanded to do something more. You did say you did say uh, in one of your interviews you did talk about always trying to be in a composing mood. 
don't ever pull the plug. I'm going to quote you on that because I think that's a really good mindset going forward with a band yeah. like, with a band like, you know, you guys, you know, there's, like you said, it's, it's oversaturated with so many bands. It's just, it's just, you don't want to be the, just, just another band. You want to be, you know, you know, the, like you want to be able to find your identity and just make yeah. a statement out of what, with your music. And, you know, it's, it's, this coronavirus shit like it's you know you you guys were doing that you guys were you know with your fourth album and just touring with vader and aborted everything was like you know the stars were aligning for you guys and you know i'm sure you guys weren't not the only band of course there's a lot of other bands you know you know who are feeling the same way it's just it's it's a very challenging time you know i, I think you know yeah you know and you said you know it's like we both say it, it, we're, we're gonna get out of this and i think it's just Child, you're basically asking when. You're you're totally right. You're basically asking, okay, so what now? Yeah. And uh, maybe this is the time to, you know, breathe deep, relax, and thinking about where the priorities are. Come out with a with a good plan. But uh, if I can tell you one thing, that again, it's uh, just just to be the more the most honest that I can be. I care about the music, meaning that my creative process demands me to focus on something that even if all those other things like selling a lot of teachers, tour a lot, sell a lot of CDs, uh, have more views on our videos, everything, I'm not going to lie to you, everything is super important and I do pay attention. If a new single is released and we do 5,000 views in one night, I'm going to be twice as happy if we make uh, than if we made like only two thousand in 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 one in one day. So I'm totally pay attention to all the sides of promotion. I can say, yeah, I'm not interested in promotion. I'm I'm an artist. I'm not supposed to care. I, I do care. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a filthy liar if I say that. So this, of course, is going to affect us. But at the same time, I must remember that I'm here for the music. That music means something that I worship that I love above anything else not anybody else of course but no I, about... I relate to what you're saying you know music is right up there for me I, you know I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for music for the music that you guys play it's it's because of artists like you it gives it gives me more purpose to do what I do so you know oh, it, well, that's it's, uh, it, it, that it's, really means a lot thank you so we carry each other on this so i think it's just important to support each other in you know in this time you know going forward it's gonna you know once we get out of this it's i know i'm sounding like a broken record but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great on the other end we just got to be patient yeah of course um, we should always you know we should never forget that it's about the music music means yeah. that if you have your own ideas, if you feed yourself constantly with a, with a super interesting music that is popping out every single day and you manage to make it your own and to, you know, to readapt that and use it for your personal style. Well, as long as, as I'm going to be able to, you know, to, to have the time and the strength to, to play this music, to write this music, and I mean, to, to write something decent, that I know it's worth being recorded and published then, uh, you know, my, my only enemy is time. And of yeah. course, if I think about the coronavirus in terms of the time that it will take for things to go back to a certain normality, yeah, of course, this is a huge kick in the nuts, but only in terms of time. For everything else, you know, 
there's electricity, <laughs> there is internet. I've got my guitars. I've got the possibility to 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 play guitar, to record demos, to listen to new ideas, to record those ideas. I should concentrate on that. Yeah. Even though, because I I, I have this, I try to keep this mindset when I'm thinking about, for example tours that we're missing, opportunities that we're missing, festivals that are not inviting us, all this stuff. I try to focus, okay, this is not a, this is not that kind of competition. Just relax, think about the music. Think about releasing something that is gonna be worth it for you. That's gonna be to a certain level that people may say, hmm, this either divinity are going somewhere. That, 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 that is the most, the most important thing to me. Not simply to show a progression. A progression is subjective. What is progression to me it can be selling out to some or not having clear ideas to someone else. But I think we do have, I think we do have a plan. I think our, our music, the way our music evolved from a business rising to, to, to simulacrum, it shows somehow that there is a, there is a direction where we're going. Like Heath Ledger in uh, The Dark Knight said, it's, uh, it's about sending a message. And uh, I think yeah. I've, been, I've been wanting to send messages since from just a message that changed. It, with Obeisance Rising 2010, unknown band with a former member of the Hideous Divinity, and we were surrounded by bands in Italy at the time, which was totally new for me. Like, what? All this competition coming from Italy alone? It's crazy. Yeah. So that, that's why Obeisance Rising has that sound at those songs. It, it, it's a very noisy record, something I wanted to say, hello, hello, we are here. We are stronger than anybody else. We are faster. Blah, blah, blah. It was boom, boom. That's sort of an in-your-face kind of a record. So not so much for personality, but we wanted to create, you know, like a, like a rock in the stream. We wanted to, to, to create something, to, to create an echo. Then with Cobra Verde and with Advenience, I started thinking about our own style. So, you know, a setback, it doesn't have to be 300 BPM. It can be meaningful also if you're not the fastest, because I still have, you know, the late 90s mindset. If you're faster than the others, then you're cooler. Yeah. Luckily, luckily now, things change. Yeah, now it feels like it's all about like technicality. You know, it's, it's like, it's like you want to, uh, uh, well, actually, the, actually, actually, uh, atmospheric, because that was actually, I know, the goal for, there the, we go. Yeah. That, that I like much more because yeah. when it comes to technicality, uh, I, I still think there's something wrong when people call us technical death metal band. I do understand why. And don't get me wrong. I dream at night about being a, a say as good as a player, as a performer, like bands, uh, uh, bands like uh, you know Archspire or Beyond Creation, those are the, the, the Gorod, those yeah. are the technical <clears throat> death metal bands to me. I mean, I wish it's not like uh, I don't like technical music. No, no, no. I wish I could be that good, but it's not what I want to do. It's not what I choose. When it comes to the atmospheric, oh, now now we're talking about something. Now we're talking about who is showing the real interesting things in this last say five to five to for five years. A, an album like uh, McVa's Exercises in Futility. Well, that was a game changer to me. Yeah, yeah, it was. Wow. That's that's a good that's a good one to pull out of the databank too. Wow. 
I didn't think that about is that. that that is an album that it was. I mean, it, it it made me understand so many things. For example, what year was the that? average? Huh? Uh, Two thousand and fifteen. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, that's a game changer to me. Sulfur Aeon's uh, Gateway to the Gateways to the Anti Sphere. It's another game changer. We're talking about uh, bands that also change the uh, the current relationship between a band and the the metal audience, like the metal fan. The Magva or the Sulfur Aeon's fan is not simply a fan. He feels like he's part of something extremely exclusive, obscure, mystical. It's like it belongs to a sect. It's something so mysterious that is bringing back the mystery into metal music, which is, which is amazing. A band like Mava, they, they don't even, you know, release date, come down, all this crap. They don't need it. They're gonna like, soon we're gonna release a new album. 2,000 likes. <laughs> then they totally, they completely disappear. And then one day you just wake up Okay, here's the new one. Just fuck yourself and, <laughs> and enjoy it. And that is power to me. I, I, I worship them so much. It's just their music. They don't need anything else. And, I, you know, aside from all that, you know, it's, it's great to feel that way. But also, it's good to focus on your craft. And, you know, it, it, you know this, it's, a very, um, it's a very humbling experience when it comes to something like that. When there's a band you look up to so much and... You just see that they're they're changing the way things are, like into a, a more, yeah. into a more you know ac- you know I don't want to say accessible, but a more like just a, a a musical growth element that that band is showing out in the world. And then, but you know, when you're actually able to focus on your craft and you actually take something from that, you know, it's like you said, hideous of indies going places. You know, it's it's you know you know you're gonna see the day when if you if you haven't already seen the day, oh yeah, hideous of indies going on tour. 2000 likes hell yeah you know everybody's going to be happy to see all of this in the future uh, and um so yeah so real quick so we're out of time but um i actually you know i want to i want to say that you know i hope when you guys come back to dallas and you know, we love you here in the states you know hopefully we can do a face-to-face interview you know with with you and oh that'd, that'd be that'd be great and we're gonna remember i mean we're all gonna remember what we were doing during this super tough months in that infamous 2020 but i guess you know uh, let's uh, let's always you know remember what the priorities are in every situation right now is about us staying safe uh, not infect not getting infected or infecting anybody of course then it's uh, about our families and friends uh, fingers crossed we're gonna get through this and uh, and then yeah of course we're gonna find an environment that will that will have changed and uh, Probably we can use some of this change to 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 improve as an individ- as individuals to 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 remember that time and and think you know even a guy like me that complains about everything you know <laughs> I mean hey, I'm I made, right there, I'm right there with it. It's hard not to complain because when you had the entirety of like 2020 plan on you guys did going where you guys were going you know from touring from one band to the other you know like me you know we had this entire you know 2020 new decade new beginning new start. And of course, it's just all come to a halt. And, you know, it's going <laughs> to test our character. It's going to test our, you know, it's going to test our yeah. strength mentally and, and physically. So, but, but we will get through this, you know. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, I just want to, man, I, I, you know, I, I want to thank you, like, just for, like, sitting down with me, just, just 
sharing your no, it was great thoughts. So, it was great so uh, I, I think i kind of needed it too <laughs> no you needed to you know it's it 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 it's a it takes pride for people like me for you know for my publication to give you guys a platform to actually express your opinions on everything that's going on in the world and rightfully so i think it's the entire world needs to know like what 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 this an individual a musician is doing during these challenging times i think other musicians can hear this you know going forward and they can actually take something from this and it'll make them become a better person you know you know you know i became a better person just by talking to you you know just learning from a different perspective of someone who's actually out there in italy on the forefront experiencing everything that they're experiencing instead of just hearing all this bullshit on tv about just you know this one fact coming from here one lie coming from another corner it's just so much information being yeah. thrown at you you don't really know what to believe but you know um enrico you know you just i i appreciate you so much for you know just doing as this small thing. as my as small as my contribution can be it's still uh, I'm, i'm still feeling privileged to have the opportunity to do so so it's yeah. uh, uh thank you so much for the time and the opportunity uh let's uh let's use every situation that we have every challenge that we have just to concentrate on what our priorities are and uh, and I, i don't think we can fail it's like uh, you know yeah we're we're, we're going like to be okay we're going to bring it from from our favorite album yeah 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 it's it's kind of <laughs> it's going to end up nicely just keep There's listening to your be. song your favorite album and then we're going to just ride this ride the storm out we're going to we're going to be okay and uh, nothing special but it's going to work yeah And don't forget everyone you can listen to this interview on Spotify, Stitcher and iTunes. We're going to have all the links for you here soon. Oh uh, yeah, please. Oh great. Yeah. Enrico, I'm going to give you all this information too. I'll email it to you so you have it to share and feel free to do whatever you want with it and uh, I'll see you when you guys are in Dallas, okay? Um, you know, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll be face to face. Hopefully it doesn't have to be like six feet. We can actually all you know, high fives and hugs, you know, you guys can just blow the eye. Very good away. remark. Hopefully yeah. it's not going to be a six feet distance. It's not like that. All right. Thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.com.